The murder rate is rising and yet somehow still we ignoring That what you feed your mind is inevitably what you become For every gun tune we sing a dead body in the street shut down Every artist we singing You see you tell your story Eyes a storyteller I could understand allegory you talk about the struggle, you highlight all the folly, but you're still promoting hatred, and that ain't have no glory. Absence alive. It's a strange, strange world that we live in. There will be no surrender or no giving in. This is a black and white. Said this a death and life. Everything we die got just the absence alive. Thank you for being here with us inside the Saturday brunch. We enter the chat room, and that one in the background is a young man from Tobago by the name of Xavier Edwards, featuring Ruel Lynch. It's called Real. Anakala, yeah, the line that hit me the most there in that song is the man say, I is a storyteller, so I understand allegory. Like, that win there for me. Good morning, Xavier Edwards. <laughs> yeah, greetings, Rockers, and greetings to everybody tuned in. How you going, boy? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. The sun is shining. I have some clean clothes on my skin and no had a glass of water and you know, it's grateful to be here. <laughs> yeah man, give thanks for that. How you how you spend the birthday yesterday? Wow, working to be honest. Um because well I guess from the time I decided to put out the single on birthday, I kinda had already decided that I would spend the day working because I do have a huge promo team right, <laughs> to be right. managing. So I was working, but I enjoy it now. So it's a labor of love. Nice, man. Nice. Well, yeah. congratulations on the release of the song. Um, yeah. This morning, we're going we're gonna to get it. We're going to get yeah. it. But I want to go back to the beginning before we reach there. Because that's where mm-hmm. we are now. But you know, to know where we, where we going. We <laughs> don't know where we come from. True so that. I want to know, know when, you did, when did you realize that music is your calling? So um, I have... 
two versions of that story. <laughs> so I hit it from fun. So when I was about 12 years, 13 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I think I was in like, well, 13, I was in 34 at the time. And there was this competition to write a song um, on the muscular system of bones, so P.E. Mm. And um, I went to him and I, you know, I take my time and I put together my little song and vibes. And I went in school and I sang the song for the class. And um, both the feeling I felt while writing the song in the middle of the night was so purposeful. And then the response from my classmates was so electric that it, there was just this level of bliss and joy in not just the process of performing, as I say, but putting it together. And let me know that there was something special about um, music for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Music for me. And um, that was the first song I ever wrote. And that was the first glimmer of it. But then I put it down for real years. Real years. Like, until I was in my last year of college. So maybe almost 10 years later. Right. <laughs> I, I, um, I was just listening to music. and looking for inspiration. looking for vibes. And looking for music to make, to resonate with what I feel inside. The way my mind works. And to make me feel good and to make me dig deeper, to find a better a better version of myself and to heal my trauma and to find and just, just all the good things that you look for in music. And I found that they, that was lacking. That was in the minority. And I simultaneously had a little son on the way. You know, big love to baby boy Zion one time when he's not baby anymore. <laughs> and therefore, when I decided to write the music, I wanted to write something that he could listen to and feel inspired and by extension, everybody else. So those are the two stories yeah. of how I ended up, you know, getting into music. No, it's very interesting, right? Because, I mean, as a parent, one of the first things that you always want to do is to be able to provide for your child. Yeah. Um, do you have do you have that concern as a parent? Because, I mean, if you're starting music, you say you're, you're starting mm-hmm. to make music that is A, not what everybody yeah. else is doing, um, yeah. and B, is mm-hmm. is music that your child can listen to, but, of course, you're, you're not good at saying nursery rhymes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So, yeah, um, I mean, that, that poses a couple of challenges, I mean, from a financial perspective, from an income-earning perspective, especially doing music in Trinidad and Tobago. That yeah, is not that. mainstream. So how do you... How do you um? How did you firstly yeah. start to say, all right, well, this is what I'm gonna do, and I will find a way to provide for my, my family at, at the same time. Well, um, firstly, I believe that once your purpose is, is divine, then the material manifestations and all the other technical human things fall into place. And when I spoke about, you know, when I spoke about providing, one of the biggest things you can provide for your children is inspiration is role our example is things that could help them grow and develop you know their minds and and and, and their hearts so that they'll be whole and functional human beings and life has shown me that you know it's like the quote that goes i can't remember the exact scripture but you know seek you first yeah so like you go there first and all these other things actually added up to you now so, <laughs> so those things you know, doubled with the fact of like having a good team that to help you figure out the business aspect and mm-hmm. how to pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are naturally very important. And I, um, but to me, I never let it worry me because I know why I'm here, and um, I wouldn't suffer for, 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 for pursuing my divine purpose. Yeah. 
Zavi, how old are you? I just turned 29. You know, 25. <laughs> and you know, they have a lot of people who would say that for somebody, somebody so young, you're, you're, um, the way that you think is very unique. I, th- mm. I, th- I find the way that you think is very unique. I, uh, I always get fascinated every time I hear you speak. I mean, and just the other day, you were on a platform, if I'm mm. not mistaken, um, talking about the, the situation, the deadlock in Tobago. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and you were you were talking about the loss of, of civil society. You mm-hmm. were saying something about the fact that, you know, you, along the lines of, if I, if I remember correctly, you were saying that basically all we're hearing is, is this one versus that one, but they have, a third, <laughs> they have a third voice that we're not hearing. Yeah. Are you exactly. on the ground in, in Tobago a lot, talking to people and, and getting feedback on the ground about how people feel about, I mean, life in general? Yeah, very much so. I mean, outside of being an artist, you know, full-time, I'm also the president of Tobago Writers Guild. I sit on the executive in my post right now, mm-hmm. as well as I'm a core member of Tobago Civil Net, which is just basically a group of concerned citizens, you know, with the holistic development of Tobago at our core. So that platform that I was on was in my capacity as a Civil Net member, who we've been really pushing to see greater inputs because um, greater input and acceptance of, of responsibility for our collective future by everyone in the Tobago space and by every individual for themselves. So that was the platform you saw me speaking on mm-hmm. concerning Civil Network. And the feeling on the ground is that <laughs> people oftentimes submit their autonomy as individual beings. And I ain't talking about Tobago autonomy. I'm talking about your individual autonomy to think freely, mm-hmm. to find what's your, what's your true self, how you really feel, what are your true thoughts, through fear, through the bombarding of, you know, the dominant ideas on television and media, and sometimes to a degree through being disenfranchised but also lazy. <laughs> and, and that is the work we are kind of doing. That's that's the work I'm doing still. So the the, the transformation of consciousness and, and the growth and development of our people. Music is a means for me as well, but also there are other avenues. And civil society for me is one of the biggest ones. So actually every individual to realize that they themselves, are the power in this in the governmental relationships now and they have a responsibility to spend time developing their own ideas and you know advocating for the changes they want to see and one of the changes i want to see as well as so many other people in the tobago space is coming out of this partisan situation the 6-6 deadlock and essentially was a kind of undemocratic um, governance system still taking place since the election so my advocacy is like, it's just for betterment all around, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sound like you want, to get, you want to get into politics at some point? You well, here's the third, here's, no, well, let me say, politics, being the simplest this definition, is the process by which it's decided who gets what, when, and how. Mm-hmm. That's the simplest definition of politics. And... That is something that everybody should be concerned about. Right. In terms of the formalized politics, I would have to say 
but that question you just asked me reminded me of a third story as to how I got into music, right? <laughs> <laughs> so in, um, in 2015, my mom actually ran for the elections, right? And me and a real good brother of mine, Wade Root, he's actually on the first album, The Live Free Project. Mm-hmm. We wrote a song, and that was the first time I've ever I actually went in a studio. So while I have no direct interest in becoming involved in formalized politics, my actual introduction into music mm-hmm. went through that part. But to me, that was just like a sign of my music has always been about change. Right. And evolution and politics is one of the avenues that people use for that, but that's not my. That's but not but my as part. you see, as an artist too, paying attention to to what's going on in the political environment because it affects you. Like you said before, everybody needs to be aware of how they're yeah. distributing things, when they're distributing things, and um to who, um and not just not just like material things, but you know all the all the policies that are being put in place. And now I think. I wonder if you do you see your role as the artist to be able to deliver some of that information or keep them in check using your your music? Um, well, uh, I'll take it back to the culture of what, um, like Calypso and Kaiso and Griot mm-hmm. culture, which mm-hmm. is like it was to disseminate information to the people at a time where literacy was much lower than it is. Mm-hmm. So. I'm a storyteller, as I say in the song, so naturally, part of my role is to bring out that information in ways that are um, easy to listen to, and in, in, in ways to inspire people to to think a little differently. It doesn't mean you agree with what I say, but I will present you with information mm-hmm. that would give you the option to, to dig deeper. So just uh, you, as far as you're concerned, once you present your case, people could do what, what they want with the information. Yeah, for sure, you know. <laughs> for sure. I think one of the most crippling things is ignorance. Yeah. So the, it, that my, my rule is not to, to, like, change anybody. You know, my rule is to better myself, and as much as I learn, share what I have, because if it wasn't for some of the people who inspired me, not, not, to, not they didn't change me, but it inspired me, then I wouldn't be where I am right now. Who are some of the people that inspired you along the way? Um, closely, I'd say one of my lecturers at the University of the West Indies, Time Basalandi, Israel Instrumental, um, the former president of the Writers Guild, Rodwan, you know, formerly known as Rodney Pigott, and um, my partner, Hannah Rose, real inspirational too. Um, and, you know, generally I have such a circle of, of this magical people around me that mm-hmm. the influences come from many, many places. Even my mom, you know, in her own journey and her development, real inspiration, and pops in his ability to be stable and focused-minded. You know, my grandfather in his ability to play music and right. just listen, you know. So I've been blessed to have real people around me that inspire me, but namely those that I just listed. They would have been really instrumental. But from a from a musical perspective, who are some of the artists that you would have looked up to or listened to growing up that would have influenced what you do now? Um, Erica Badu, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sparrow for the storytelling. <laughs> Shadow for the dynamics and the poetry. You know, it's just so magical. Um, and, you know, in terms of the hip-hop bass, which, you know, I'm heavy with. Yeah. Um, you know, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, 
those are artists whose work, you know, really, really inspired me to, to think differently and go deeper. So I pay homage to them. All right. Um, do you feel like, like you know, as an artist working in Tobago, working from Tobago, do you yeah. feel that there are... What are the challenges with that, if any? Um, <laughs> Tobagonians... Uh, Tobago is a small island, right? And Tobagonians are critical of you in ways that only living here you could understand. So it kind of creates this environment where you really have to be great. They're not easily impressed, no? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's one of the challenges in terms of, you know, even getting acceptance from home mm-hmm. is, um, is a challenge too. But I believe the deepest journey of acceptance is within yourself. And when you really fully accept yourself, you know, for your individual way of being and thinking and acting and present that with bravery, with honesty, with truth and with humility, knowing that you're greater than no one, but also knowing that you're not lesser than anyone, then you get that love back 100%. So um, that's one of the biggest challenges of being in Tobago. And outside of that... um, uh, small, small circuit in terms of like gigging culture. Right. There's not a heavy live music culture, but I was actually in the process of trying to boost that. Well, I feel rebirth because I'm sure it existed in the past. Yeah. Like John Arnold and, you know, a baker and them fellas. And even before doing. that, even before that, they had Calypso tents and Tobago hunting. Ah, exactly. You know, so like, I was in the process of doing that rebirth, but then COVID hit, mm-hmm. you know, with a team. So, you know, everything in time, you know, pivot to online and just deliver the vibration to the screen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been, you've been doing a, a great job. I would say that, actually, I was, I was having a chat this morning with um, well, some guy, the guys in, the guys in Freetown Collective. We yeah, were talking yeah. this morning and, you know, they were saying that they've, we've all noticed and everybody's noticed the, the strides that you've made in terms of the, as an artist, we've seen the growth from the Live yeah. Free Project true to, to real and everything else in between and now where we come from and we see we see the blossoming i guess i, I don't know if it's blossoming yet i think you still have a lot more to offer us um mm-hmm. but definitely everybody's been noting the growth so i want to say congratulations the work that you've been putting in i think it's been paying off and i and i want to encourage you to keep putting it in yeah thank you so much and i really appreciate being appreciated for the work and what I have to really give credit to, honestly, the team that has been, you know, growing since the Live Free Project. You know, the team is much bigger. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge team, but it's much big, bigger in terms of energy coming into it. Right. You know, the visual team, you know, Mikey and Melvin was most recently on this project. You know, Rayshon on production, Kiwan Engineering. You know, it's just, it's a lot, a lot of love. A lot of passion and a lot of um, singular-minded thinking mm-hmm. in bringing forth that goal of transformative art. Everybody on the same page, basically. Every single body is on the same page just bringing forth that. And loving it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and loving it. It's always so, important when people enjoy what they're doing because then you get the best product out, I think. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly, 100%. Let me ask you a bacchanal question here. What's your favorite sparrow, boy? It's my favorite sparrow? Yeah. 
If you actually, to... it's actually, it's actually, I could tell you off the top of the moment song is um, independent. Who's totally independent? You know, freedom. So that's my favorite song. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, one one time. And what about what about Shadow? Um, Shadow, Shadow has some serious ones. Yeah, wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. Probably though. Um, probably it would be. The one who invented music, what's he so terrific? Dingley. Yeah. Dingley, yeah, man. Like, but, I mean, that was that's hard, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Because Shadow is like, is there anything he sang that wasn't, at least that, that I know of, that wasn't, like, hitting all those markers, man? Yeah, but, I mean, for me, like, like he's the original Obia man, but, like, he just put out that Obia <laughs> yeah. music and you can't help but love it, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. Um, so let's let's get to the the new one now. Where we come from? Mm-hmm. Tobago. Yeah. Tobago mm-hmm. in brackets, big. Big, yeah, massive. Tell me about massive the inspiration. Love. The inspiration for this one. I, I know we spoke about it yesterday on the on the morning show, but tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about about where where the the writing came from for this message that you have. Where we come from? Yeah. So I actually was reasoning with Ray. As the producer of the song, mm-hmm. um, and we were working on a body of work, a couple songs, you know, you know, culturally themed about consciousness and African consciousness and Tobago consciousness and love and you know, just all, all, all. Um, he was helping me to translate um, some of those uh, kind of. Uh, distant ideas that I have. Not really distant, but more like abstract ideas that I have. Where the language is sometimes a bit high mm-hmm. to more easily translatable to where everyone could listen and get it. Okay. Which which I think he was doing a great job with and we were doing a good body of work either. So that's the that's the energy framework we were in. Mm-hmm. And about two months ago he sent me this voice note this guitar strong. And he was just mumbling a bit of a freestyle. And it just hit like I called him once and I was like, yo, this, I love this. That was before things even got that drastic with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote the song. Right? We developed this song. We developed it from that guitar strong, which feels so much like Tobago now. It's bright, but it's so laid back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we developed the idea. You know, let me tell you where we come from, Trinidad and Tobago Islands, and we wanted to make it special, right? So like we're not even Jamaican, but the dance all scene, yeah, we shut down. Because we did that, right? Yeah, we doing that and still. We, we doing that still, you know, and you know, big respect to everybody who in the Trinidad um music movement who is actually like making such waves in a, a culture that we would say is, is alien but I don't I do view it like that some people might say but I do view it as alien because one Caribbean one love mm-hmm. and um, also somebody history would show you the roots but they really shut it down yeah. <laughs> like they really shut it down and 
So while we wanted to give credit, while in the writing of the song, we wanted to give credit and credence to the beauty that is Chanel and Tobago, we wanted to be honest about the challenges we face. Mm-hmm. Hence the trailer with the Abu Bakr clip and stuff like that. Um, and we also wanted to talk about, like, you know, somebody murders and somebody missing women. And, you know, it's a beautiful space, but we have our challenges. And we wrote this song. And because we were working on our body, that was very kind of Tobago-centric, you know, Afro-centric, peace and love vibes. It was supposed to be the intro to that project. Oh. So this was kind of sitting to be the intro. Uh-huh. And then COVID hit restrictions, and we couldn't even meet up as much, so we were like, project will take a pause. And about two weeks ago, I was actually working on another single, and that single called Blessings, you know, that'll mm-hmm. be dropping real soon. But it didn't feel like that's what I was feeling and the nation was feeling at the time. And I was playing the song over and over. And, you know, I, met, I hit up one of my partners and I was like, bro, I sent him, and I'm like, bro, this is what I'm feeling like right now and this is what I feel like the nation feeling. And I died about two weeks ago. And... You know, Nina Simone says the duty of an artist is to reflect the times. Mm-hmm. And I'll add to that and say also to transform the minds. And I felt like that song was a better reflection of where we are right now mm-hmm. and how people feel. They're feeling the heaviness, they're feeling the challenges, they're seeing the reports, you know, financial struggles, epidemic, pandemic, you know. But there's beauty in our aisles still. And everything just lined up perfectly. You know, Melvin was in Tobago. Mikey had the day off. <laughs> everything literally lined up perfectly for me to just shoot a couple calls. You know, um, Keelan was like, yeah, he's now going on vacation, so he's free. And, you know, Keelan did the fit for the video. And everything lined up for us to be able to put together a whole project. Nice. In such a short space of time. That mean it and was Kiwan meant to couldn't be. go and surf. Yeah, exactly. Kiwan <laughs> couldn't, couldn't go and surf. Because <laughs> it's like everything line up where we we actually embodied what we talk about in the song, which is that in the midst of all that's happening, we found the beauty. And that's what our song represents. Well, let me take it in one time. Yeah, blessings. <laughs> where we come from. Live and direct. But in a minute could get real scary. Open your eyes. Let me tell you where we come from. Trinidad and Tobago Islands. And we not even Jamaican. But the dance all scene, yeah, we shut down. And everything, yeah, Irie. But in a minute could get real scary. Anywhere we go now, missing people from the news. And the boy, them from the flow now. Blood running, can't stop it. Flow, boy gunning, small rocket. Woo, black life and a small topic. No, police outside, they nah stop it. No. Try tell me that is part of it. No. And I want 
to share with you tonight There's still beauty in our eyes Open your eyes Let me start with the roots where we come from Africa Brought to a paradise island Big old peaceful people but real radical Warrior heart clean pretty like a rainbow Link up with a sister island named Trinidad West Indian beat the pan I know you know the name though Come and take a lime and a wine for carnival Have a lemonade and unwind in Tobago In Tobago Where we from? Where we come from? Tobago. Xavier Edwards. Ah, boy. Xavier. Not too bad, boy. Yeah, okay. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. Congratulations. Yeah. I want to thank yeah, you so much time. for joining us inside the Saturday brunch mm-hmm. this morning. Um, it's mm-hmm. been fantastic chatting with you. Thank you so much for the music. Thanks for the for the vibes and the the heights <laughs> <laughs> and the honesty. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we could do. Indeed. That's all we could do. And I give thanks for the platform and the ability to share. No problem, man. Anytime. Come back anytime you're ready with the next with the next tune. When you're ready to drop the next one, come back again. We're <laughs> here. You're always yeah, yeah, welcome. Yeah, give thanks to us. Alright, bro. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, man. You stay too sa- as well. Stay safe. Before we go, mm-hmm. one thing. I just want to wish a happy, happy, earth, strong birthday, earth arrival day to one of my favorite aunts, Joanne. Coming, she's out in New York right now, and one of my biggest supporters, and somebody I had a real love and respect to. Also, one of my greatest inspirations. Happy I hope she has a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bro, take care, enjoy it. Alright. That's Xavier Edwards chatting with us this morning inside the Saturday brunch. Fantastic artist. I'm gonna play this song again. I'm gonna take a break and come back with your classic segment. But in a minute could get real scary Open your eyes Let me tell you where we come from Trinidad and Tobago Islands And we not even Jamaican But the dance all scene, yeah, we shut down And everything, yeah, Irie But in a minute could get real scary Anywhere we go now Missing people from the news And the boy them from the floor now Blood running, can't stop it Flow, boy gunning, small rocket Woo, black life and a small topic No, police outside then I stop it No, try tell me that is part of it No To share with you tonight There's still beauty in our eyes Open your eyes Let me start with the roots where we come from Africa brought to a paradise island Big old peaceful people but real radical Warrior heart clean pretty like a rainbow Link up with a sister island named Trinidad